Well, good morning. Uh, I'm so glad that we are here together today. We are uh, going to be talking about what it means to be a welcoming and hospitable church. And one of the great things about this is uh, I don't have to do any convincing with this church. Uh, this church is excellent at being welcoming and hospitable, uh, hospitable. But I wanted to spend this morning talking about this because we have a couple of things coming up in the next few weeks uh, where we're going to have a lot of visitors who are coming into our church building. And so I wanted us to spend a little bit of time reminding ourselves of why we do this. So if you are a visitor today, I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, you're going to get a look behind the curtain. Uh, you're going to get to see a little bit of what we do and why we do it. And uh, so we want to make sure and say that uh, we're glad that you're here and I uh, hope that you're blessed by what we talk about today. Uh, but as we get started, uh, I just want to uh, remind us that the reason that we are welcoming and hospitable is because we follow Jesus. And everywhere Jesus went, Jesus uh, was looking for people. He was always on the lookout, and nobody, no matter who it was, nobody was, uh, you couldn't look past him. I love the story that Lee shared during the announcements uh, of that study at Princeton, uh, you know, these young kids who are studying the Good Samaritan story, uh, and, and if they're late, they forget about it, you know, it's like, I got to get to my appointments on time. Uh, but no matter who they were, Jesus took time out, and he stopped what he was doing, and he had time for those who came to him. So we want to be the same kind of people. We want to follow Jesus' lead on that. Uh, but we do this because of, of who Jesus is, and we do this because we want to become like Jesus. And one of the things that I heard um, uh, in a church that I participated in while I was in Abilene was that the church doesn't exist for the people who are already inside of her, but the church exists for the people uh, who aren't a part of it yet. And I love that idea. I love that idea because the church throughout history, uh, at its best, has always been about reaching out to those who need to hear this message. Uh, the, the church has always been not about the people who are gathered together in this room, but the people who need to know about Jesus and need to know uh, about his love and what we've experienced in our lives. And so that's kind of in the background of what we're going to be talking about to, uh, together today. Uh, and as we get started, I want to, uh, I didn't tell him I was going to do this, but I'd like to invite Ty Dobson to come up here on the stage for just a few minutes. You're not going to have to speak or anything, but Ty's one of our college students and he's back in town this week because it's spring break. And uh, I need Ty's help this morning uh, because I'm terrible at counting. Uh, but I did tell you that we are intentional about being welcoming and hospitable together today. And I wanted to invite Ty, not only because he's a college student, but because many of you thought that I was tall. Uh, and now you can see I'm actually not that tall. Uh, so Ty's going to help me out. Ty, what I'm going to ask you to do is uh, I'm going to read some things, and I just want you to count uh, how, many, uh, how many things this is, okay? Let me, let me explain a little bit more. Uh, because part of what we do as a church is every person that walks through our doors. We, we want to be intentional about contacting that person, about, about making a, an impact in their lives. So uh, the leader uh, of our greeting ministry is Cecilia Morgan, and so I called Cecilia and I said, Cecilia, give me your, your five-minute spiel. What do we do as a greeter uh, ministry? What do we do to greet people? And she said uh, that one of the studies that's been done says that it takes six to eight positive contacts to make a positive impression with someone. It only takes one to make a negative impression, but it takes six to eight to make a positive impression. And so uh, we have uh, worked with our greeter team and our greeter ministry uh, to try to have seven contacts with people, especially visitors as they walk through our doors. And so, Ty, what I'm going to ask you to do is simply to just count them on your fingers, okay? Uh, I'm going to read, and, and if you think that's a contact to somebody who walks through our door, just hold up, just keep adding them together, okay? I'm terrible at counting, so I wanted to get, I needed another set of hands up here. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. Uh, when people drive into our parking lot, we have people stationed in our parking lot, especially over by our guest visitor parking, uh, who help direct people to where, uh, where they ought to go on Sunday mornings. Uh, we have two people stationed at every door so that as they enter the door, they, somebody's there to shake their hand, somebody's there uh, to, to greet them and say hello and to uh, hand them a bulletin. 
Uh, if they're a guest, we especially direct them to, uh, at the back, we have a guest table, and uh, behind me in the Welcome Center, we have a guest table as well, and so we direct them there for more information so that they can learn more about our church. Uh, at those tables, we have an elder couple or, or ministry staff who are assigned uh, to, to go and be, be ready to answer questions, to be there for prayer, to be there if, uh, if anyone would like to talk with them and visit with them to learn more. We have coffee and donuts available every morning uh, because, let's face it, uh, we want to be welcoming and hospitable, but the members of this church, we need a little sugar rush and a little caffeine uh, to, to be together today, uh, every day. Uh, during our announcements, uh, Lee did this today, we try and extend a, a greeting and a welcome and say, you know, we're so glad that you're here. Uh, we also have uh, our ministry staff uh, after the service who go, especially John Mark is fantastic at this, but who go and seek out guests and just let them know uh, who he is and, and who we are and, and to, to, so they can meet somebody on staff. Uh, as the service ends, our greeters go back to the doors that they've been stationed at so that as people leave the service, uh, people are there to, to say thank you for being here and if we can do anything for you, please let us know. We also, uh, uh, on Monday morning, John Mark receives all the visitor cards that are, are passed in at the collection plate or left at the guest table, and John Mark will either call or email that person, uh, and, and he'll uh, send him a note and say thank you for coming, and uh, maybe even a Starbucks gift card, so if you're a visitor, uh, be looking for that Starbucks gift card. Uh, and then... Many of you, uh, not a part of the greeting ministry, not a part of the staff or elders, but many of you just are on the lookout for visitors because you want to welcome them and say thank you for being here, even take them to lunch. Uh, again, if you're a visitor, find some people who are willing to take you to lunch today. You deserve a free lunch just for being here together today uh, with us. And so uh, that's what we do. How many did I get to, Ty? Ten. The do oh, perfect. Yeah, we need the donuts. So we got to ten. You don't have 11 fingers, right? I don't need to think of any more. Okay, we'll give Ty a, a round of applause. Uh, thanks for coming up, Ty. So we, we, we try and be intentional about this because we know that Jesus was intentional about welcoming people and about greeting other people. Uh, and so if it takes uh, six to eight contacts to, to leave a positive impression, well, hopefully we, we reach that with some combination of what I just read uh, to you. Those are the kinds of things that we're looking to do each and every day because we want to be like Jesus. And whenever Jesus encountered somebody, he made time for them. And he stopped what he was doing uh, and, and he greeted them where they were. He welcomed them as they were. So the church gathers together weekly, and we do this because we believe that we can be encouraged during this time together. We believe that it's important for us to be refreshed and, and taught and, and to, to share this time together. Uh, even taking communion, the most formative thing perhaps that we can do weekly, uh, is to try and become like this Jesus when we gather together. But that's not the whole story, is it? Because we gather together usually for this particular hour on Sunday morning. But when service ends today, church doesn't end. When we leave this place today, we're not saying that that's it, we're done for the week, and, and next week we'll, we'll get back together, but, but until then, church is over. Because we believe that church is a body of people, not a place or a building or a time. Uh, and so the church doesn't only gather together, but it also scatters. Uh, every week we do this. When the service ends, we're all going to go our separate ways. We're going to go back to our homes, back to our jobs. And it's important for us to become like Christ when we scatter as well, too. So uh, if you've got a Bible with, uh, with you today, feel free to turn over. We're going to read a passage out of Mark, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 10. Uh, and we're going to read this together today because uh, Jesus commissions his disciples and he sends them out. Uh, he spent a, a couple of chapters uh, teaching and a couple of chapters showing them what it means to do ministry. And now in chapter 10, he's ready to send his disciples out to go and greet and welcome other people and to seek them out uh, rather than just waiting for them to come to them. So Matthew uh, chapter 10, starting in verse 5. Jesus sent these 12 out and he commanded them, Don't go among the Gentiles or into a Samaritan city. 
Go instead to the lost sheep, the people of Israel. As you go, make this announcement. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with skin diseases, and throw out demons. For you received without having to pay. Therefore, give without demanding. Workers deserve to be fed. So don't gather gold or silver or copper coins for your money belts to take on your trips. Don't take a backpack for the road or two shirts or sandals or a walking stick. Whatever city or village you go into, find somebody in it who is worthy and stay there until you go on your way. When you go into a house, say, peace. If the house is worthy, give it your blessing of peace. But if the house is not worthy, take back your blessing. If anyone refuses to welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust off of your feet as you leave that house or city. For I assure you that it will be more bearable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on Judgment Day than it will be for that city. So Jesus, in this passage, is commissioning his disciples. He's sending them out, uh, and he tells them quite a few things in this ten, these like, ten verses. Uh, he, he's telling them quite a few things. And, and the first thing that he tells them uh, is, is you need uh, to do the, the miraculous here. Did you notice what he, what he commissions them to do? He says, go and like heal the sick, raise the dead. Uh, he's not selling them short. He's not telling them that what they have to go and do is, is, is meaningless. Uh, what he's telling them to do is to go and to make an impact uh, to show up in a big way, uh, to do what people think is undoable. Uh, and Jesus sends them out, and then he says to trust God while you do it. You know, don't take a backpack, don't take money for your belt. Trust that when you go to other people, uh, that if they'll listen to you, that you'll be welcomed by them, and that you in turn can show them and begin to teach them and begin to show them by your lives and your actions what it means to follow me. Uh, this is a particularly hard thing for me to preach on because uh, I'm standing up here telling you to go, like, heal people. Uh, and some of you are thinking, I don't know how to do that. Uh, I also don't know how to do that. Uh, don't worry, I don't have the magic touch. Uh, but Jesus sends his disciples out, and he says, what's important for you is to go and to make an impact. Don't sell yourself short. Don't, don't think that you can't do something. If you do it in my name and if you do it for the right purpose, uh, trust that God will provide. He also mentions uh, this whole thing about shaking the dust off of your feet. Uh, Jesus wants us uh, to spend our time wisely. Uh, Jesus is telling his disciples, if there is someone uh, who won't listen and who's not receptive, don't give up hope on them, but move along, because there are so many people out there who need to be impacted by this, who need to hear the message of what Jesus has to say to us. And so Jesus sends his disciples out. He, he tells them to, to scatter, to, to go throughout uh, and to, to impact people, especially the people of Israel, the people who ought to know who this God is. So Jesus sends his disciples out. But I also want to pull into the conversation uh, Matthew chapter 8. Uh, we just finished a sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount, and that uh, ends in chapter 7. And the very next story in Matthew chapter 8 is of a story uh, of someone who comes to Jesus. Uh, so in Matthew chapter 10, he sends his disciples out. And he says, be intentional. Uh, trust that God will provide for you as you go. But in Matthew chapter 8, take a look at what it says right after the Sermon on the Mount ends. Now when Jesus had come down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. A man with a skin disease came and kneeled before him and said, Lord, if you want, you can make me clean. Jesus ju doesn't just rely on people going. Uh, he also has time and makes time for the people who come to him. 
Uh, over and over again throughout the Gospels, this happens. People are always coming to Jesus. And so this is part of the reason why I wanted to, uh, to, to preach on this topic today is because in the next couple of weeks, we've got a lot of events coming up where people are going to be coming to us. Uh, next week, we're, we're trying to be intentional as a church at Friends Day of inviting uh, other people, friends, family members, coworkers, uh, that neighbor, the person that you meet in line at the grocery store, whoever it is, uh, inviting people to come and spend time with us at church. And it's a no-strings-attached day. It's not like we're trying to, to, to bait-and-switch them and trick them into doing something. We just want them to experience what we experience every week, and we want to share that. We want to be intentional about what we're doing, and so we want to invite others to come and gather with us. Uh, and Jesus always is making time for this. He's always uh, listening to the people who come to him and providing for their needs. And so next week, we're going to have Friends Day, and we're going to have lunch afterward, because what better need do we have than to eat together? Uh, and trust me, this church eats together well. Uh, and so we're going to do that next week, because we want to become like Jesus. We want to be intentional about this. And in fact, uh, right before Jesus sends his disciples out, so in chapter 8, he, he, someone comes to him, and he listens to them. Uh, he makes time for them. In chapter 10, he'll send his disciples disciples out, but look at what he says at the end of chapter 9, right before he sends the disciples out. This is what, uh, this is what happens in, cha- in uh, chapter 9, verse 35. Jesus traveled among all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, announcing the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were troubled and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And so he said to his disciples, the size of the harvest is bigger than you can imagine. But there are few workers. Therefore, plead with the Lord of the harvest to send out workers for the harvest. Here's the thing about this church. Jesus says that there is a harvest out there. If we will simply be intentional, if we will become the workers. This is why we want to do this. This is why we have events like Friends Day and why we're having events like our Easter egg hunt in a couple of weeks. Because we want to be intentional about becoming like Jesus. And Jesus says, there's a harvest. The workers are few. So we want to be like those workers. The church is not a building or a place, although we do gather together here. The church is a group of people who take it seriously to become like Christ, who scatter into our daily lives and continue this thing that we call worship in all that we do. And so next week is Friends Day, and so I want to spend a few uh, minutes talking to you about Friends Day uh, and encouraging you to find someone, uh, whether it's this week or, or as we go along, to find somebody that you can be intentional with, to find somebody that you can be like Christ for. So next week is Friends Day, and uh, we're putting a lot of pressure on each and every one of us because we want, uh, we want to invite people to come and gather together to worship with us. And I love this idea of Friends Day because what it actually requires us to do is it requires us to go out first, uh, like Jesus did, uh, like he sent his disciples. We have to go and meet someone and be intentional in that relationship, and then we have to invite them to come and gather with us too. So this is two parts of church. This is the gathering together and the scattering. And so at, at Friends Day, we're going to invite these people to come and worship with us. And I told you, it's a no strings attached. We just want people to witness uh, the joy that we have when we gather together and worship, of what we get to do, of, of, of the love that we have for one another in this community, because there are so many people who don't have that. Uh, Jesus says the harvest is plentiful. And so we are looking for opportunities uh, to, to be a part of that harvest. And so next week, uh, or this week even, as you're thinking about who is it that I can invite to Friends Day, Maybe that puts a lot of pressure on you. Maybe you're not sure at all of who you can invite. Uh, maybe you're, you're anxious about this because you have invited someone before and they've turned you down. 
Uh, maybe, maybe you have no clue what you're going to do. Well, here's what I would encourage you to do this week, is to spend time in prayer. Spend time with God. Because it's not about the results. It's not about you getting somebody here. It's about the intentionality and the heart that you have to look like Jesus did for those who need to hear this message, who need to know about the love that we have to share, who need to know uh, that even though they've messed up, even though they've sinned like each and every one of us have, that there is a God who still loves them, a God who would go to the ends of the earth for them. And so spend time in prayer this week. If you have no idea who you're supposed to ask, if you don't even uh, know where to begin, spend time in prayer and just ask that God would place on your heart a spirit of intentionality, that he would open up an opportunity, that God would provide as he says that he will. Now, for those of you who maybe, uh, as soon as I said Friends Day, you had an idea in mind. You already knew who you were going to invite. You already knew it's that person uh, that you met uh, at the coffee shop that, that you go to from time to time, uh, and it's that person who, who never stops talking to you, like you're trying to do your own thing at the coffee shop, and they, they want to have a conversation with you, and you know, oh, that's the person that I've, I'm supposed to, to invite to, co- to come and participate in this thing that we call church together. That's the person. Maybe, maybe it's, you have a situation like that. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's somebody who has stepped away from faith, and now you have an opportunity to invite them to come back and just say, just come for one Sunday. Uh, just come and spend some time with us. Uh, we're not going to ask you to do anything. We just want to get to know you and for you to see what's so important to us. Well, this week is a great opportunity to be intentional. Uh, invite them to Friends Day. Invite them to the Easter egg hunt. In fact, uh, at the back, uh, at the guest table and behind me at, at this guest table, we have little uh, flyers that uh, invite people. Uh, it's a little invitation for them to come to Easter Sunday uh, as well as the Easter egg hunt that we have the day before. And so pick one of those up if you know who you're going to ask. Uh, if you know who you're going to invite to come and spend time with us next week, uh, pick that up and, and pass that along to them. Because we want to be like the people. We want to be like Jesus, people who, who listen to the commands of Jesus, who see the example of Jesus, who gather together, and then who scatter out. And we do it because we know the one who truly matters. This morning, uh, we're going to continue in worship here in just a moment, but as we do, I'm going to invite you uh, to bow your heads and pray with me uh, as we enter into this season where uh, people are going to be coming to events that we have, uh, where we're going to be coming to events that we have, for us to have a spirit and a mind that's open to what God is doing and the work that God has for each and every one of us. Let's say a word of prayer together. God, we are so grateful for the time that you've given us together today. God, we pray that each and every time that we gather together, that we would be encouraging to one another, that we would invite others uh, into this kind of life. And God, we pray, especially this week, that we would be open to your leading. We pray that we would be attentive to your promptings. God, we yearn to follow you. We want to be welcoming. We want to be intentional with who we meet and with how we share the message of your love with them. God, we pray that you would lead us to the one or to the ones that we can share with. Help us to be intentional, not only this week, but each and every week, and we thank you so much for the example of Jesus who has taught us and shown us how to do this and how to love others well. God, we are so grateful. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Church, we gather together every week, and then we scatter when we finish the service. As we do it this week, may we do it with intentional, open eyes and hearts. May we be attentive to the the leading that God has placed in each of our lives. As we stand and worship together today, if you would like to become a part of this movement, if you'd like to follow Jesus, if you want to know more about what that means to put on Christ in baptism, I invite you to come and visit with me. I'll be down front. 
If you need prayers, uh, we, we invite you every week to spend time with our elder couples. Uh, they gather around the room, and they, uh, they would love to spend a moment praying with you. Uh, they spend time every week praying over this congregation, but they want to spend time with you specifically this morning. And so please come as we stand and worship together.